and welcome to Illumination Bureau, where we hope to enlighten you with all of the hidden stuff that you don't know about careers in creative. This is Katherine Lankline and Kristen Harris, and we will be your hosts. We are the co-creators of Portfolio Creative, a company that connects creative people in the marketing and advertising space. We've been doing this since 2005, and we've learned a lot of things that we want to share with you. We have so much to tell you, so let's get started. Hey, Catherine. Yes? Is this pandemic going on, like, as long as you thought? Longer? Shorter? Well, um, yes and no, <laughs> because I thought if everybody kind of cooperated, we might have gotten to a better place than I guess than we are now, but um, when news came out about this, I guess in my head, I automatically thought, well, I guess we're just going to be kind of on lockdown for a year or so. Wow, you were very realistic. <laughs> I think I thought of a few months. I'm like, oh, we'll be back in the summer. Yeah, I think that was a hope for a lot of people, you know, that, okay, if we um, uh, just, like I said, just follow the rules, everything be fine. But, you know, it didn't necessarily accommodate everybody's lifestyle, I guess. So um, here we are, you know, many months into it and yeah. there doesn't seem to be necessarily an end in sight. Yeah, I think at this point I've account on my calendar, I think we're getting close to six months. Almost yeah. we're 20 something weeks at this point. So. Yeah. So, yeah, by the time, you know, we get a vaccine and by the time, you know, I guess there's like a herd immunity or something, something will happen where, you know, it'll feel a little bit normal. But I think for the most part, people need to think about, well, what if it's not? And, you know, how long can you wait and work from home and um, do things differently without actually having to start changing how you do business? Yeah. And what what is never going to come back to the same anyway? Like exactly. when we all quote unquote go back, it probably won't look exactly like it did in January of 2020 anyway. Yeah, I um, recently attended um, virtually, of course, the Columbus Chamber Retail Summit. And the one thing that was brought up that I thought was so interesting is that um, there was a time where people would go out for pizza at a restaurant, sit down like a family and, you know, order their gigantic beverages. And, you know, and I kind of wore my heart because I used to do that. <laughs> work at a pizza house. Um, but since that time, about 80% of the pizza that is purchased is either pickup or delivery. Yeah. So people I mean, are not going in and eating pizza. Um, and that's such a huge turn of events because like I said, in, in my lifetime, it was very much of a family thing that people would do. And I think people need to kind of look at things like that more so because let's just use retail for an example. You know, people are not going out to the stores and shopping. They're doing it online. So what if suddenly 80% of all purchases are online? What does that look like for retail? And what can retail do to still be relevant and keep their businesses going? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, obvious ones, like you said, like retail, restaurants, you know, mm -hmm. there's certain industries that are very, very obviously going to have to be different now and a lot of the things they're putting in place like why wouldn't they keep that if right. a restaurant is doing a nice delivery business even when it comes back to where they can seat more people inside if they can make some extra sales through delivery right. why not keep it right S like I think some of these things will stick because they did work there are some restaurant owners that are doing just fabulous in and carry out that's good and that, they, that warms my heart yeah I worry about them. there's a there's a number of them that said you know what we're totally keeping this because you know it's, it's like an additional you know thirty thousand fifty thousand dollars a week yeah and if, if that's why would you turn that down yeah so you know if you go to all the time and effort to figure out how to do something differently you know 
why would you just throw that away if it's working? Some stuff, you know, people are probably doing temporarily. It's not as good as what they did before. Right, and they'll, right. they'll want to go back. But the things that work, you'll keep, right? Right, right. And there's a lot to be said, too, for just going in and having pizza as a family. You know, the pizza's piping hot. You know, you get free refills on drinks. Apparently um, 20% of the people still do that. <laughs> apparently 20% people still do. still appreciate that. You know, what, what can other companies do that can kind of accommodate you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And, and I think no matter what business you're in, I mean, we're talking about kind of the obvious ones, maybe retail and restaurants, but any business, no matter what you do, probably has had to adjust and do something in a different way. Right, right. And us included, you Absolutely. know, it, it's something that we've had to look at too. And um, so we'd like to talk a little bit about, you know, kind of the things that we've done and some of the things that you can do to kind of reflect and see, you know, how... Um, we can now adjust to this new way that people wish to purchase things. Yeah. And I mean, I guess probably the first most obvious, and this is, I think, the case for a lot of office-based roles, is that we have our team all working remotely. Mm -hmm. And that's gone fine. Like, we did have to get some things in place, some technology Mm -hmm. and equipment. But, you know, fortunately, we were pretty flexible already. And a lot of our stuff was fairly mobile. So it wasn't a lot of investment that we had to make. Mm -hmm. And... You know, everyone by now has found like the spot in their home that works best for them and exactly <laughs> got a good router going and all, all the things that they need. But um, I mean, that I think uh, for us and for I'm sure many, many businesses will have a lasting impact in that I'm sure we'll still do some remote work. Like, will we still have an office? Probably. Mm-hmm. But will everybody be here five days a week? doubtful you know right and i think a lot of companies are are looking at the same thing yeah they're they're looking at do we when we have growth opportunities do we need to find a new place to to uh, house our business do we need a new lease do we need a new building do you know mm-hmm. people can look at that and just say you know maybe we want to grow the business so who wants to work from home <laughs> yeah so we could so we keep the same so we oh, could be in the same spot you know that sort of thing and, and um and it, it also opens you up to hiring people that aren't necessarily in your location that's one of my favorite things i think and that's kind of in a little bit of on our wheelhouse too because i think for as long as we've been in business we were really trying to push people into using and utilizing virtual employees um because we can access people technically all over the country and the best person to do your job might not be in your neighborhood and um or in some cases, too, somebody who has that really unique unicorn talent might be working. But if you need them to come in and work nine to five, they can't. But they are more than happy to work on the weekends or work in the evening to help you with your project. Virtual is the way to go in those instances. So that's one thing that we're really pushing people now. I mean, everybody is working virtually. We can now tell people we have that capability. We've always um, have had people that can work virtually. So that is one of the big pushes for us Mm -hmm. and I think that'll be that will last like some part of that will stick absolutely absolutely you know after this is done Um, and so another thing that we did is looking at just what the needs were so um, like you've talked a little bit about just go out and talk to your customers Mm -hmm. what is it that they need right (laughs) right what are what are they struggling with or what are the problems they need to solve? Because they may not be the same problems they were trying to solve a year ago. Exactly. They might saying, you know what, I'm, I'm stuck at home. I'm stuck, you know, at the office or I don't want to you know do this or this. So how do you still get your product to them? How do you still get that service to them? Really ask them, uh, what is it that I can do to help you or my company can do to help you that can keep your business going, too? 
Yeah, for sure. And so a couple of the things that we noticed were a need to support people that were getting laid off. Mm-hmm. So, you know, no one likes layoffs. Nope. But it's been happening. Yeah, and, a and lot. And it's the reality of, of what's going on. And so offering some services that provide support to the people being laid off is one of our things that we responded with. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, and we could talk about both of these a little bit, the other one is expanding some of the roles that we support. So clients just need more and more digital support right. because everyone's at home, all their advertising and all their marketing and, and everything is happening more digitally. Right. And so that was an area our clients need more support. So we're doing more of those roles. Yeah, they call and say, all right, everybody, everything's got to go online. You know, how do I make this happen? You know, with apps, with, you know, shopping carts, with um, just about anything. Um, and we have to find these people to to fill these roles. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, both of those really came from just listening to what our clients needed right. and, and what their pain points were. And some of it were direct conversations and some of it was just like you could just see what's going on. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. could see that people are getting laid off. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I'm going to also add here too that, you know, that whole job transition thing, you know, that is ava- available um, through Portfolio Creative through our company. But you can also check out episodes 1 through 10 of Illumination Bureau. And that is essentially a step-by-step of essentially how – you can get yourself ready for your next job, your next career move. Um, and, you know, it's it's a very easy, you know, thing that I'm hoping to just kind of follow. And um, hopefully a lot of things that you haven't thought of, too, that will, will benefit your journey as well. But definitely invite you to, to go and check that out, too. But, again, you know, there's a number of people that are out of work and um, it, they're well, searching for a job does become a full-time job. In, in some instances too and if you are going to suddenly start b- scrambling for the jobs that are available um gotta make sure you're ready yeah for sure and so i think that a big thing that you need to think about you know when you're faced with like these choices of are you going to pivot are you reinventing yourself are you going to keep doing what you did before is you know looking at basically what you have to work with mm-hmm. you know does everything need reworked and you know just tweaked with what you have or is it like a total overhaul because maybe your business just isn't relevant right now like I think we're fortunate in that our business is still really relevant Mm -hmm. and actually something people still really need help with with hiring you know maybe surprising to some because they hear about all the the layoffs and people are unemployed but in many cases they're not they're in certain sectors Mm -hmm. and it's not the sectors we serve so there's still really a lot of challenge and difficulty in finding the right creative people. So, you know, what we realize, like what we offer is still very relevant, mm-hmm. but we have to edit how we're doing it right. and maybe parts of what it, you know, what we're helping people with. Right. But we right. didn't, we didn't throw the whole thing out, but we had to refresh and, and sort of rethink parts of it. Right. An- another example of, you know, a company that, you know, has kind of pivoted and restructure is um, Ant Flow, which s- a lot of people here in Columbus are aware of, but if you aren't aware, it is essentially um, a company that tries to get um, free menstrual products to schools and you know government places. Because essentially, you know, it's like you know, toilet paper's free, so why aren't women's products free? Um, they did a huge pivot and now have a whole separate division of their business that um, just specializes in PPP PPE products and um, you know, um, hand sanitizer and things like that. 
Now, let's just say going forward, we are. what if we always, always, always will need those things? I mean, she was definitely ahead of the game as far as, you know, figuring out how to pivot and, you know, kind of make some money on this and, and keep things going. Um, other companies did the same thing as far as they start sewing masks immediately. And, you know, what if people always need masks, you know, and yeah. that could be a whole separate wing of your business. It's like, well, at one point we made t-shirts but now we have a division that just makes masks i mean i think that's kind of brilliant yeah for sure and like for aunt flo i mean at some point people will be back in offices and schools mm-hmm. and there'll be a need for their original products again right. but that doesn't mean there won't be a need for the new products exactly like exactly. she's not going to necessarily get rid of those if people still are buying them as well it's just like also not mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of so, yeah, that, that's a great example of, you know, adding on what's needed now. Right. But she can always go back to what she had. It's like she didn't have to get rid of that. It's just not needed right now. Right. As right. much, I'm sure some, but not, you know, to the level that it was. But it'll, it will be. Absolutely. Um, she can ramp it up again. Distilleries are another great example, too, where, you know, they had a fairly decent business, you know, um, selling alcohol and things like that. But with restaurants being closed and things like that, is the demand as great? So let's pivot. Let's start making hand sanitizer from the, the same products that we use already. It's got an alcohol base. So let's mm-hmm. start doing that. And a lot of them are doing great business, having these really unique hand sanitizers because, you know, as Americans, we like variety. <laughs> we like, you know, cool, cool things. And so what if your hand sanitizer smells like tequila now or, yeah, or, bourbon awesome. or something else, <laughs> you know, so that's what they're doing. And I, and I think, again, that's a really brilliant sort of pivot. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, a lot of it is just every company is different, right? So mm-hmm. it's just looking at like, what do you have that is working and is still relevant? Right. What do you have that you know, maybe isn't now and you could just put it on the back burner, but it'll probably be back. And you might have stuff you're like, that's never coming back. Right. I'm never, right. I'm never going to need that again. So I will just move on and, you know, replace it with something else. And then I think the second part of it, you know, so figuring out what you need to do and mm-hmm. a lot of that's talking to your customers or, or just, you know, seeing what you see from them, even if they don't tell you directly. And then, you know, switching over to like, how do you make it happen, Mm -hmm. right? Like, how do you actually start a new division or start making PPE when you, (laughs) you know, manufactured something else? And and that's, that is a great example because she leveraged things she already had. She already had manufacturing um, relationships. She already had the FDA, I think, the the government approval that was required. Like, she had certain things to work with where... You know, if you and I decided to start making PPE, we would have a lot more hurdles because we don't mm-hmm. have any of that in place. Right. But we have different things in place that we can leverage. Right. So, you know, it's it is being smart about like, what do you already have to work with? And then, you know, how are you going to build upon that? Exactly. And I mean, there's some things that I think we're we're taking, you know, for granted day to day. The one thing that was brought up that, you know, kind of affects me in a way is like purses. Um, some stores don't allow them, like the food store does not want you to carry a purse into the, into the store. At least mine does. You gave me a funny look. So <laughs> I haven't experienced that. Um, although I can't bring my, you can't bring the reusable bags right, to right. Lucky's anymore. Which, so yeah. I've kind of eliminated purse carrying for a, a long time. So what does that do for the purse industry? Well, you know, smaller purses are probably going to be a bigger thing or, you know, really, you know, larger wallets or something yeah. like that. Um, like you have to put your 
money in something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, high heeled shoes is another thing too. Cause I look, I've looked at my shoes that I haven't worn in months and I'm like, am I ever going back to these shoes? Yeah. And I'm not, I've already decided <laughs> I'm not. They're still in my closet, but I'm like, I don't ever want to wear those shoes again. So I might keep one pair for an event. <laughs> so then that bears a question for the shoe industry. You know, you could still sell shoes. People still want shoes they want awesome shoes they want a wide variety of shoes but now they're going to probably be more for comfort and less about style or but they can be stylish and comfortable you know so that kind of is a whole different I love you know really fun athletic shoes or you know really cool walking shoes and comfortable shoes um and I will keep buying those you know so it's it's about those sort of pivots that we're talking about and sometimes it's a matter of you know how do you get these the people, you know, a great example is, and who kind of has a leg up on some of this is like, you know, Zappos and things like that, where you can purchase the shoes, try them on, return them. Cause that's really the big thing too. You got to, people like to try on the shoes. So you still are going to want that, but they're not going to necessarily come into the store to buy them. So how do you still get them to the customer? So maybe every shoe store now has to be online and that's the only way you can get to your shoes. Right. And the fact that they already had that in place like dsw is another great example so i always love going to dsw i'm not really interested in going into stores right now but i found the same shoes i wanted on their website and they already had that in place Mm -hmm. it's not like they just invented e-commerce the last six months they had it for years but i would guess i have no insider knowledge but i would guess that that part of their business has really ramped up absolutely and but they already had the infrastructure like they already had figured out so they just need to build it up you know they they can they can do that they're just scaling up something they already had they didn't have to like create it right Right. now and that's like for us with the job transition with the virtual employees it was always things that were kind of lurking um, but we never really pushed it to the forefront um, because at the time there was not this huge demand for it. Um, but now there is. Yeah. So yeah. you pivot and you kind of restructure and you, you think about, you know, what you want to do. And um, you start pushing that product forward, that service forward, um, because that's what the people want. Yeah. And I think it's sort of, you know, like to our original question about like, how long do you think this would happen? Maybe in the beginning, if you thought like, oh, this will be. I mean, I said a few months. I've heard people say a few weeks. I'm like, okay, that's kind of short. <laughs> I didn't think that, but I thought a few months. But certainly at this point, it's like, okay, this is longer term. And even when we're out of this and, and done, it will have been long enough to have lasting impact. Mm-hmm. So it's like, don't just keep waiting. Right, right. <laughs> Start know? acting. Start, Start, you know, figuring out how this is going to work for you. And so... I think a big way you do that is tapping into the skills and talents you already have on your team. Yeah. Like you probably have people that, that maybe have skills and talents that you weren't even using because they weren't as relevant to at the in time. The past. Yeah. <laughs> and now like maybe they have something to bring to the table that is really relevant right now. You just never know what you have lurking in your, <laughs> you know, speak of lurking, what you have lurking in your team skill set. Right. Right. And so I think a, a big part of that is um, kind of just putting out like, okay, here's the idea. Who wants to work on this? You know, who thinks they have something to bring to the table? And, and we've, our team has been great. We've had a couple of those kind of projects where it's like, here's what we're trying to do. You know, please raise your hand if you're interested. Right, and, right. And you get a little group of people together and, and you just start working on it. And um, 
like in a lot of ways, and, and lots of people have used this phrase, but it's so relevant right now. It's like you're you're building the plane while you're flying it. Like yes. you just kind of get a shell up there and you get going, and then you just keep tacking more on as oh you right. go. And as long as you're you're ahead of of your customer or your user or whatever, obviously you have to have it be functional and viable enough to be valuable to them. But you can keep adding on more. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to be one hundred percent done before you put it out there because like maybe they need it right now. Like you can't spend, you know, six months figuring it out when like people desperately need this thing now. Right. We can't like mass. Well, we can't all just wait for people to, you know, make them six months from now. We have to be wearing them today. So whatever kind is out there, that's good enough. Mm -hmm. That's what you go with to wear. Right. And so I think there's a lot of, you have to be okay with the like good enough. Mm hmm for now and keep making it better you keep know you can keep it, yeah. improving it but like there is a good enough level that that will work and maybe will solve a problem that somebody has right now i mean people just have different problems than they had before right and that's a lot where that whole entrepreneurial spirit kind of comes in play and with any luck your team kind of has that too um it seems like ours does because yes. of everything we've kind of thrown at them they've been kind of excited about a new challenge or you know kind of taps into their skill sets or things like that so you know I will knock on wood that so far that has gone really well for us as far as people being willing to contribute. Um, but you know, I, one of the, some of the conversations we've had too is, you know, like remember when we started the business, you know, what did we need to start it? And if we were to start it today, what would we need to start it? And, you know, back when we did start it, we needed two laptops, a fax machine, um, I and we worked out of a house. Yeah, we had a couple We've Blackberries. We're completely back to, we have <laughs> laptops We're working at home. homes. <laughs> <laughs> We're back home. But, you know, like, what would we be offering our clients now as far as the services versus 15 years ago? And that might be um, a great, you know, thing to kind of analyze with your own company, too. It's like, you know, this company started 100 years ago, started five years ago. What if it started today? What would we be offering? Because I think people get really caught to, and, you know, what is comfortable and what they believe is necessary you know we've always been successful with this and but now everything's changed you know so what do people need today um what do you need to what does your business need to look like today it's it's been kind of a a bit of a palate cleanser i guess for a lot of businesses yeah that's a great exercise too of just like if you were starting your business today what would it be and like who would it serve Mm -hmm. because your customers would be very different i mean exactly our customers are very different absolutely we do not have a lot of the same customers that we have yeah i mean the who the companies are in columbus are way different than Mm -hmm. they were 15 years ago and so i think that all of that where if you just said if we were starting today what would we build and that doesn't mean you're going to throw away everything you have but it does help you, like you said, kind of cleanse your palate of maybe things you're attached to. And we have some of them. We mm-hmm. talk about them. Things you're attached to that it's just really hard to let go of. Right. Anyone else would come in and be like, why are you doing that? Because <laughs> we always have. But it's hard <laughs> to let go of, of something. And so, you know, that exercise of like, if you were starting the company today, what would it look mm-hmm. like can help you maybe at least identify some new opportunities. Even if you don't want to let go of things, that's all right. Right. But identify new opportunities or new like areas where you might find clients that maybe didn't even exist when you started your company or especially if your company is, you know, a hundred years old or Mm -hmm. something. It's probably evolved so much. Right, right. So I mean just take this opportunity to look around, talk to your clients, um, talk to your team, um, and kind of see what your next steps are because who knows when we're gonna get through this. 
Yeah, and I think a lot of the work you're doing now, it's not temporary work. It's not just for now. It's work that will impact your business going forward. Mm -hmm. Like when we're out of the pandemic, however long that takes, the work you're doing now, it won't be wasted. No, absolutely not. It will have built upon your company and, and made it better. Thank you so much for joining us at Illumination Bureau. We hope that you have gained something by listening today. Illumination Bureau was brought to you by Portfolio Creative. You can find out more about Portfolio Creative at PortfolioCreative.com. If you have a topic that you want to hear about, don't hesitate to send us an email at questions at PortfolioCreative.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review it, or share it with a friend. 